Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. It is Monday, January 17th, 2022 at 7.25am. Now, many things are going on now. The Australian Open is underway. The NFL wildcard weekend. Um, and so th- this episode doesn't necessarily have a specific path. But I'm just going to be talking. I'm going to talk some of the NFL games. Like the, I mean, two of the three of them were good. Uh, or, well, I, I don't know. At least the first half of the Steelers-Chiefs game was good. Um, you know, we'll talk about Djokovic's visa. He's on. He was on the way home yesterday. Um, we'll talk about some of the matches. There was quite a couple of upsets. Um, but it also came from, like, like for example, Kennan losing to Keyes. Um, but Keyes, uh, uh, ranking kind of dropping, but you know how good she still is. And she's kind of started to go back to her normal form. And that's just a terrible draw for Kennan, like a first round draw, um, especially as the 11 seed. And now I've, I've heard, uh, she, like she made it far, like Sophia Kennan, 2021, Australian Open. Yeah, she well, I well she only made it to second round. Um, I don't know, some somewhere I no just just forget about that. Um, um, but now she she lost in the second round last year. Now she's out in the first round here. Um, seven six seven five, but that's just one of the many few, many few. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyways, we're gonna talk a little bit NFL, just chat some sports, um, and Australian Open. Uh, just some updates maybe coming up in this episode and am i really making an episode again within a week when when was the last episode six days ago no way anyways enjoy the show that was dumb So the first game that I really want to talk about is the um, one of the NFC wildcard games between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Um, and that this, in my opinion, was the best game um, out of out of the whole weekend so far. Obviously, you still have the the Cardinals and the what's it, the Rams tonight. But um, the, the, it almost looked like that the Cowboys were going to be able to come back, maybe force overtime or win the game in normal regulation. Um, but but it all came down at the end to Dak Prescott not being able – I mean, really, on that last possession, the 49ers' defense was not good. I, I believe with what Tony Romo and Jim Nance were saying, you got to be covering the sidelines because with that little amount of time um, – and the and the Cowboys had no timeouts, so with that little amount of time, if you keep them in bounds, especially when they're in need of a touchdown, not a field goal, um, that puts you in such a better position because that's like an extra five or six seconds each and every play. Then they'll have to waste it down, sometimes clocking it. Um, 
But and then and then on the last play, when they really had a solid chance from like what was it, like 18, 19 yard line, um the 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 Cowboys, you can't do that. You can't place the ball yourself. The official has to have the ball. And he was running down as fast as he could. And that took the extra couple seconds off. Um had had Dak Prescott just left or in the center just left the ball be, let the let the uh official worry about it, then they would have been able to clock it, have another second or two, and a chance to win the game. And and that's a rule that you really have to be aware of in that situation because because if you're not, then then th- 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 this is what's gonna happen. Um but personally, I thought that the Niners were going to have a slight edge going into this game. Um, I don't know. I just picked them in my pick them. I just didn't feel like that the Cowboys were going to necessarily do too much um, in the playoffs, especially since um, the NFC East, while they went 12-5, and five, they don't really have – like like they get, they get wins against Washington twice, who – only won like seven, only won like seven games. Um, I mean, like the Eagles were pretty good. They made the playoffs. They destroyed the Eagles. But I, I don't know. I just felt like, I just felt like that they weren't. And whether that's Mike McCarthy or a team or what, I, I just, I just felt like that the 49ers just, I just had the edge with them coming into this game, even though, even though it was in Dallas. Um, but anyways, for. For some stats from this game, Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 25, 172 yards in interception. Prescott, 23 for 43, 254 yards touchdown and interception. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell out of probably on the offensive end, had the best game out of most anyone. 27 carries, 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, and something that I've, I've started to experience now is um, Kyle Jusick. Am I saying that right? Juice check, whatever. Um is I've never really watched too much 49ers football. I'm on the East Coast. They're on the West Coast. Not really on TV that much. Um, but but I've experienced how good of an asset that he has been to this team in term, and or how good he, like, his, that while he doesn't necessarily fill up the stat sheet, his, how good he is at blocking and, and giving out 10, 12, maybe even larger gains is something that, that uh, can really, bump up your run game and when you have someone like Debo Samuel who's already can you you can really kind of call him a running back I feel like um uh but but he's wide receiver and you have Elijah Mitchell who has really prospered into a very solid back here and it's kind of turned into a little bit of a two-headed monster and in my opinion so this is Debo Samuel in my opinion is this his breakout year um and See, and you know how good he is as a dual threat guy and how important he, he becomes for this 49ers team when when you have like 20 fantasy points on the day and it says zero reception, zero yards. <laughs> and and that, that that's when you know that he's he's like they're, they're, they're and they also do such a good job of utilizing him in the run game and how good he is at passing or catching balls um and all that type of thing, and and running the ball um, makes him become one of the most important wide receivers in the league. Now, I know you got players like Devontae Adams and, and like, Stephon Diggs, who, who's good, but not as good this season. I so top 10, but um, but I I would value 
I would almost value Debo Samuel, not necessarily Devontae Adams, um, over most um, Debo Samuel over most uh, other wide receivers, just because of the ability that he can keep the defense on his on your heels on their heels. You can he can do it both ways, and that that could be very important for a team. Um, but something else too is kind of Brandon Ayuk, kind of a lackluster first half of the season, but he's kind of started to do a little bit better in the second half. Um, and anyways, but for some other stats, 21 first downs for San Francisco, 20 for Dallas, both only the two interceptions, um, uh, 49ers had the slight edge in, um, uh, total yards, possession, slight edge, or not really slight, like six minute, 33 to 26 there. Um, but anyways, last thing in this game, last thing, um, this game, uh, Dak Prescott winning the almighty MVP award and I don't know I don't know how many people I'm sure not the only one uh who kind of meme it a little bit but I'm sure you know who pardon my take is uh that podcast but they kind of have this thing every year where they 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 don't choose it based off of who plays the best I'll put it at that like last year they had Mitch Trubisky and I remember they would used to like, uh, not necessarily, I don't know, just have fun messing with Mr. Trubisky on this show. Um, and when they, and when they lost, I think it was the saints and the bears that year, it was like 23 to nine or something. Um, and they, they, they helped get everyone to vote, uh, for, for him to win MVP. And they did it again this year. I don't know if it was solely them, but, but they kind of, they kind of give it to the person who either loses or plays bad or that type of thing. Um, and everyone goes with their votes votes for it. Um, but anyways, that, that's the conclusion of this game here on this show. So that was kind of the game that I wanted to talk about in kind of full detail. Um, but Cincinnati is getting their got their first playoff win in 31 years. Y'all know what Joe Burrow had to say about that? It was cool. You know, I couldn't I couldn't really expect any more or any less from him. But um you know just that type of guy. You know. Um I I just found that kind of funny and then and then over in the Buffalo game, uh Buffalo I don't really know what to say about this one. Considering it was a 30-point loss. Now, I know in the in the second game under normal circumstances, I mean, you got like, what was it, 40-mile-an-hour wind, snow coming down. Mac Jones only threw three passes that game. But then the second game, uh, the Bills beat him by 12. So that means you kind of had to favor them a little bit here in the playoffs. And I, I don't know, man. I don't really know what to say, but it was a 30-point win for the Bills. And Bill Belichick, last thing, I mean, again, can't expect any more, any less from him. Last thing he said before walking out of his press conference is, they played well, we didn't, they deserved a win. Which, in short, can really sum up their whole entire game. Josh Allen had five touchdowns, 308 yards of offense only missed four passes at one point i'm pretty sure he had more touchdowns than incompletions 
And it's not like one touch. Even if it was one touchdown and no incompletions, still, it was like, I think it was like five touchdowns to four. Yeah, yeah, he finished with the five touchdowns to four incompletions. Um, and and they were kind of just getting whatever they wanted in this game. Um, and then and, and then for the Buccaneers and the Eagles, um, I this is I I kind of expected this. I I I expected the Bills Patriots game to be pretty good. I expected this one to be the most not necessarily like super lopsided, but the most lopsided game out of all of them. And the Buccaneers are looking good on their on them trying to uh, repeat for the playoffs. And now the Eagles kind of showed up in the fourth quarter a little bit, um, but but it, it was 15 unanswered in the fourth quarter. But obviously it's a little bit too late. Um, they also gave up a little bit too many yards on. I mean they still technically had a chance with like four minutes left, um, but but they had to get rid of all their timeouts. They got down to two minute warning. They got Buccaneers got another first down, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing else. Not enough time. They ran out of real estate. Really, they started to play better in the fourth quarter, but they, but they also just—I don't know—they weren't playing necessarily playoff, playoff caliber football. Um, Dallas Goddard had a drop or two. Uh, Jalen Hurts had two interceptions. Um, and I mean, it is the Buccaneers. I know, but but the Buccaneers are not going to move on. So so you have the. The Raiders falling to the Bengals by seven points, 26-19. Buffalo destroying New England by 30. Buccaneers beating Philadelphia by 16. Uh, oh, and I totally forgot the 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 Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Kansas City game, which was really kind of a slugfest throughout the first half or first quarter ish. And the first score of the game was when uh, <laughs> sorry, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. Um, Got that touchdown, or there was a fumble forced. Who who forced that? I forget who forced it. Um, but but so he picks up the ball, runs it back. It, it was popped out immediately. It wasn't even needed a review, and he scores a touchdown. They go up seven nothing first, and I'm pretty sure I might have seen a little bit of fishy business by a Chiefs fan in the crowd. May or may not have flipped his middle finger uh, at T.J. Watt. Totally classy. Um, but, but, but you know, it's playoff football. Emotions soar. Um, but anyways, the Chiefs still end up coming out scoring uh, forty-two to fourteen the rest of the game. And the the offense, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger really didn't play that bad. There was just there was just nothing really going for them throughout the whole entire game on the offensive end. So so you got to give props to the Chiefs defense, and as they were able to to um, they were able to to stop the Steelers on the offensive end for the second time this year, and they're going to get the win. They move on as well. So let's talk a little bit about Djokovic. Djokovic uh, was kicked out of Australia and the first thing that I noticed is the funny thing is, oh wait, hold on one second. The funny thing is, is his Emirates flight back to Dubai was the most tracked flight on Flight Tracker, which is now the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's not in the sky anymore, probably not. Um, but that that that's, that was the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, which I, I I don't know. I just thought that was pretty funny. But you know, 
I I think I got to give praise to to the Australia to Australia because they they obviously looked over this well and a lot, and they looked at how is this gonna like they they look they put forward that that the health and safety of the players, the fans, the officials, and all that is 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 the, uh, of utmost importance. And the rule is they got to get vaccinated. Um, and if and if he didn't want to do that or comply with the rules, then they don't they didn't necessarily want him there. Just because he's number one, they said that just because he's number one, he's not going to be treated any differently or any better than anyone else. And something else too is I really appreciate. So you got Daniil Medvedev, and again, nothing, not necessarily with anything to do with the vaccine, but Daniil Medvedev, Andre Rublev, and Stefano Tsitsipas were previously unvaccinated, but they wanted to play. They thought of the safety of the people in Australia and the fact that they wanted to be able to play in this tournament. And they knew they, it was it was announced right after the U.S. Open. You must be vaccinated to be able to play um, or or you have to go through some sort of rigorous medical exemption. And and um, they decide we're going to get vaccinated. We want to play. So they just followed the rules and and got vaccinated. And again, not about the vaccine. It's about following the rules. So I don't really have any sympathy at all for Djokovic. And 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 a lot of the players are saying this could have been easily avoided had he just followed the rules. He could have been able to play. All the news wouldn't have just been on him. And I also heard that he met with a journalist when he had COVID. And also now some people are questioning whether he even had COVID then. Um, and I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy that, that Australia made what I think is the right decision in sending him home. They didn't really cave to the people who said they wanted him to stay there. Um, and, and the last two weeks have really just been all with Djokovic. And, and now, now I just feel like that they've made the right decision in sending him home because unable to follow the rules and, and if it's true that he had COVID then, meeting with that journalist, I can't even believe he did that. Like, that is just, I can't even believe he had COVID. And, oh my, like, I I, I don't know. Um, but, anyways, that's, that's looking back. That's probably all I'll say about the visa. Um, uh, but, but, first round was, got underway yesterday. And uh, I'm just going to update you on a few of the scores here, like the bigger match seeds, that type of thing. One thing, I was watching, so I don't have ESPN Plus, so they just put, so they kind of put on the matches that they want to put on. So I was watching Maria Zachary play, I I forget her first name. Hold on, maybe, maybe, hold on, I'm going to look this up. Uh, She was playing... Oh my God, look, Tatiana Maria. And so you had Maria, Tatiana Maria on the top scoreboard and Maria Zachary on the bottom scoreboard. And so you know how they show their last names and Maria being her last name and being Zachary's first name, the scoreboard just said Maria Zachary. So it kind of confused me at first. I don't know. I just thought it was pretty funny. Um, but anyways, I'll, uh, anyway, she won seven six six four. But I, but I'll update you on a few of the other scores. So over on the women's side, Pagula wins against Kalanina in a close three sets. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. Um, Brengel wins against Yastrzemska by walkover, which <clears throat> I didn't watch that match, but just by judging the score, Yastrzemska won the. Well, no, I'm not gonna judge anything. I don't know what happened, but just judging off the score, a six zero second set win, then down five zero, and then pulling out seems a little sus. But the, I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to. Osaka wins in straights. Cerebe's Tormo wins in straights. Uh, Bedosa wins in straights. Georgie also wins in straights. And Simova took her a little bit longer, but she was able to get get the job done. Um, Zachary won in straights as well, along with Belinda Bencic, Svitolina, and Tan. Um, today, the matches that have already happened, Jill Teichman beat Petra Martic. Barty rolled against Serenko. Uh, Keys beat Kenan, which, in my, which I, said, I thought before that was going to be a definite uh, match that's going to be a little bit weird. It's going to be, that's a tough draw as the 11 seed in the tournament uh, to be playing someone like Madison Keys, who's been struggling, but you know how good she is, and she's kind of been playing better lately. And obviously, it went to show as uh, Keys beat Kennan 7-6-7-5. And then Goff also lost to Quang Wang in straight sets 6-4-6-2. That will be the conclusion of this episode today. I'm surprised myself I got an episode in within a week. Although you could blame it on the fact that I have school off today. Um, anyways, I hope you enjoy your day off on MLK Day, uh, work, school, whatever it is. I'm Preston Green. This is Fast Sports Talk. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you enjoyed the episode, um, be sure to tell your friends, follow, do whatever you want. If you didn't, tell me why. Send a voice message. You can go to my website. It should be in the description of this episode and tell me what I'm doing wrong or if you just want to tell me your opinion on something I talked about and I can put it in my next episode so that's going to do it for me and fast sports talk for now and I'll see you next or talk to you next time on the show